Welcome to Flight Deck Clubhouse, the private podcast specifically designed for one main reason, your convenience. We want to ensure that if you're ever unable to attend the live Zoom check-in calls each and every Thursday at 7 p.m., that you can catch up with everything you need and get the clarity you need to move forward each and every week. With that, please understand there are no stupid questions and you are here to learn and get incredible results for life, not simply be spoon-fed a training and nutrition plan, which you have no real understanding of what you're doing or indeed why. Our key core pillars of Flight Deck are speed, community, clarity, and setting up the foundations for a lifelong physique transformation. That being said, please ensure you're being an active member of the Facebook group as Victoria and I are in there daily to ensure every single person is sorted. The only way you won't win inside Flight Deck is if you stay quiet, don't lean into the resources or support, and tell yourself stories about why it didn't work out for you. Lastly, do make sure you are logging into the private portal on a weekly basis to ensure you're up to date with all the new material provided in drip feed fashion so you can get implementing. You can go ahead and find that at www.slcoaching.london login. Before I go, I want to give you some traits of our most successful coaching clients inside 23Lean so you can mimic those traits and get winning yourself. Number one, they are quick to implement. They don't consume information passively and whenever there is a new training or resource, they implement quickly for the very best results. Number two, they don't stay stuck and they ask for help as soon as they need it. And number three, they are quick to share both their wins and their lessons. Enjoy the catch up and the training and I'll see you on the inside. Boom. Welcome in to a flight deck check-in, another flight deck check-in. It is the Thursday, the 27th of January, and we've got about four or five people in the room right now, which is totally cool. Again, those listening back on the podcast, make sure that, you know, sometimes we'll be pulling up the iPad and kind of going through bits and bobs visually. So do make sure that, you know, where all possible, A, you're either attending the calls live or B, you can now kind of go back into the Facebook group and see them. Um, but I totally appreciate the kind of ease and the convenience of the podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying that. Just before we kind of go into A questions and B, making sure that everyone in the room is exactly where they need to be. I just basically, uh, you know, there, there are a few things and a few kind of themes of the week, which I definitely sort of like um, wanted to kind of touch on before we even get into anything. The first of that was, was COVID. <laughs> More than one of you have come down with COVID this week and you're like, hey, been really enjoying the plan. COVID sucks, can't do anything. I'm like wiped out. What should I do? And I'm like, okay, we need to kind of address this because you know, people are getting it and all the rest of it. But essentially when it comes to, to COVID or just any sort of illness or disease or anything like that, you, you need to rest, okay? Because your body basically sees what you're doing, even though you're getting fitter, stronger, healthier, all the rest of it, leaner, it sees what you're doing as an acute stress. You're not eating as much as your body needs to maintain body weight. Uh, you're training hard, you're doing your steps. And essentially it's trying to deal with that stress plus life stress, plus the stress of getting you to recover from COVID and what have you. So safe to say, if you've got COVID or if you've got some like, you know, illness or disease, which needs taken care of, that is not the time to be losing fat. You know, you can always come back to fat loss. So the first port of call is to get healthy. The first port of call is to recover. If that means bringing your calories up, if that means stopping your workouts, if that means getting as much rest as you can, I'd recommend vitamin D, zinc and magnesium as well. Then so be it, you know, park your fat loss goals for a week or two or three. And I totally appreciate that when you're in it, that feels really frustrating, especially if you've been on a bit of a roll. However, just know that it's a small drop in the ocean of like consistency when we're going to be out the other end of it. All right. 
So that the first port of call is to get yourself well, get yourself healthy. Does that kind of make sense? Hopefully it does. So don't beat yourself up about not being able to adhere to the plan and what have you whilst you're recovering from flipping COVID. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, the second thing, in fact, Martin, you asked kind of a really good question about motivation and you're not the only one that has been sort of like, um, you know, on the topic of motivation, high motivation, low motivation, um, potentially a little bit tired, potentially I lost a lot of weight this week and not that week. What does that mean? What does that do? I think I'm actually going to touch on that when I, when I pull up your question, because it's a really good one. Um, and safe to say, you're not the only one, you know, thinking along those lines sort of thing, which is cool. Um, and then the same thing as well in terms of like rates of, of progress and expectations. So if you've engaged in like fat loss before, typically what we find is that the first week or so, um, motivation is super high and we essentially lose quite a lot of weight off the back of it, or at the very least you can do. Okay. A lot of that has got nothing to do with actual body fat. It's water weight, it's extra glycogen in the gut, it's bloat, it's food matter, it's da 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 da. And that might mean that, like, we now have a warped sense of what is actually expected of us in weeks two, three, four, five, six, seven, etc. Right? Because if we've lost one to two to three kilos in that first week, I'm like, cool, that's that's me now. Um, essentially, that's that's not going to be you, and then you're going to have like a distorted view of you know your actual progress moving forward. So what I'm going to do in this call is to make sure that you know exactly you know, where you should be falling on a week to week basis when it comes to weight loss. All right. Because if you get a distorted view of like the reality of what you should be doing and you're actually progressing really, really well, but in your mind, you know, we're impatient as humans. Yeah. You lose one pound a week. You want it to be two. You're losing two pounds a week. You want it to be three. That's just the way that like we work. However, if you know you're on track and you know that, you know, we're where we need to be over the course of, you know, two, three, four, five weeks time, then you're going to be good. But if you don't have that number in your head, and if you have no idea what the rate of progress is, you'll always be wanting more, more, more. You know, we want six pack yesterday sort of thing. All right. So I think this is going to be really, really helpful for you in terms of managing expectations when it comes to progress. All right. Let me know if I'm on the money. Let me know if I'm answering things that you actually want help with. And like I say, let me blast through these questions. And then at the end, if I've missed anything, if there's stuff that you want to confirm, strengthen, solidify, ask, just chuck your hand up and we'll have a chat. I want to make this as interactive as possible rather than just like me babbling on. All right, cool. So question number one is, can I start adding cardio sessions into my plan on days I haven't had scheduled resistance training? Okay, so a cop-out answer to literally every single fitness question is, it depends. It depends. In some situations, that can be a yes, no problem. You can add cardio in. On other situations, that is going to be an absolute car crash for you and your results. And let me explain. Lady in question who asked, who asked this is essentially losing body fat at the correct rate per week. Not too fast, not too slow. Bang on. Yeah. She's also reported that hunger levels on that particular week were pretty high. Why now are we going to add in cardio where essentially it's really likely to kick up hunger even more, potentially offset into a binge, and all of a sudden we're not making progress. So again, it goes back to kind of what I was saying just a minute ago, where we need to have a real kind of solid pulse on our rate of expectation and progress, because safe to say, if you know if you're hungry and you want to increase the deficit you're not going to get less hungry you're going to get more hungry okay so we need to kind of we need to have that um sort of understanding all right so we need to be basically running the program making sure that if it ain't broke don't fix it and of course if we're not moving forward at the right rate then we do need to change it however if someone's losing fat at the correct rate um and by the way just because i keep talking about this and i haven't actually said what it is so generally guys like male or female you want to be losing weight, total body weight, at roughly 0.5 to 1% of total body weight per week, okay? There are going to be some weeks where 
you're going to shoot way above that number. There's going to be some weeks where you lose nothing. Yeah. So this needs to be taken into an average. And especially with ladies, you need to be looking at a much bigger pulse than a seven day period, a, a bigger sort of like lens. Yeah. But when it comes to blokes who essentially we have the same physiology like year round, we don't have different phases of different cycles and what have you, which is like, is what it is. You want to be looking at 0.5 to 1% total body weight per week. There's going to be a training in the lab on this just to kind of solidify this. But that essentially means that if you're a 200 pound male, you know, um, essentially you want to be, that's kind of like one to two pounds per week, roughly. Again, some weeks more, some weeks less. But, you know, with that knowledge, if you're losing more than that and you're like, oh, you know, it's just moving so slowly. It's like, oh, no, hang on, exactly where I need to be. In fact, I'm moving quite fast. Yeah. So again, lady in question was losing weight at the correct rate. And she's saying she wants to, you know, increase cardio to speed up her results. But she's also saying that she's very hungry. The answer to that, therefore, is no, I would not recommend you do that for reasons I've just explained. Hopefully that's been helpful. All right. You, you kind of want to think of fat loss as like stuff in the back pocket and like cards to play. Yeah. So you want to get away with doing the least amount of activity and the most amount of food and still maintaining that nice rate. Once that stores or slows down, okay, cool. Then we can add in cardio. Then we can take food away. You know, if we essentially just look at your scale weight and if you just wanted to lose maximum amount of weight on the scale as quick as possible, yeah? Stop eating protein, stop eating carbohydrates, stop eating vegetables, stop drinking water, get in a sauna, chop off a limb. Like there's 101 things you can actually do to get the weight to move down faster, which has nothing to do with your body composition. So please bear that in mind. The scale is not the be all and end all, all right? We need to be looking at progress pictures. We need to be looking at measurements and essentially how you're feeling as well. All right. It's not just about scale weight. So in answer to that question, no, you can't. <laughs> if said person, right, was essentially um, not hungry whatsoever, their weight loss was mm, a little bit slow. They were loving life and they were just kind of needing it for, I don't know, better mental kind of clarity. It's just something they enjoyed. It didn't affect hunger. It didn't affect their performance or anything like that by all means, go ahead. But that wasn't the feedback we were getting off this lady. So I really wouldn't recommend doing so in that scenario. All right, cool. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, Martin, I think this was your question, dude. It was a good one. So my question is around maintaining the positive start. It's a fair change to my usual routine. And I feel more tired this week, which starts to affect enthusiasm levels. Coupled with not seeing as much coming off the scales, it's becoming a difficult week. How do I slash we plow through the lows? All right, solid, solid, solid question. So I think with this, um, we got to kind of understand that like what you're doing is basically layering and it's compounding. Yeah. So if, again, if you've got off to a monumental start in terms of the weight loss, which you have pretty much, I think there was like three K off in the first week. Yeah. And you're thinking that that's now my baseline and standard. And anytime that's not happening, you're like, oh, I'm moving too slow. Again, we're getting a distorted version of where you should be sort of thing, yeah? So it's really easy to come out the gates fast with like a fat loss plan, loads of enthusiasm. I mean, just look at how many people are on the call now compared to the first call, yeah? That should kind of tell you everything. So generally people's kind of motivation and enthusiasm levels wane as they get deeper into it, right? Without sounding silly, man, you basically don't need or you shouldn't rely on that, yeah? So rather than like, am I motivated or enthused to do this program, the more you can just make it a part of your life and get on with it, so tick those boxes. That's what I say to you know our private clients. You've got your steps, you've got your nutrition, you've got your sleep and stress and your resistance training. Just tick, 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 tick and get on with my life, yeah? So rather than like, am I up for it, am I not? Just sort of like make it part of what you do, you know? You don't question whether you're up for like brushing your teeth every night. It's just something which you do, you know? So the more it becomes habitual, the more you get process focused rather than too, too kind of like goal focused. And like, is this working? Is this not? The quicker you see results, all right? So like, 
just also normalize it, man. There's going to be some days where you go off track. There's going to be some weeks where you're like, F this. There's going to be some weeks where you're like, I'm looking great. I'm feeling good. My strength is through the roof. I'm getting compliments. My clothes fit. This is great. That's all part of the process. Try not to attach to any of that too much and just basically make sure that you're moving at the rate I just described. You're getting stronger in your sessions. And, uh, you know, before you know it, like I say, it's just a kind of part of, of your lifestyle. Yeah. But if you've come out of the gates too, too fast, um, you know, we can get into the position whereby, you know, think of a marathon. If we've just started sprinting at the beginning, and you're like, well, this is amazing. But now you're pooped and need a bit of a rest. Just take your foot off the gas a little bit, but also normalize the highs and the lows because they're going to happen. Even with scale weight. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've trained over the course of my life. Scale weight is never like this. Never linear. It's always like this. Always. You just want to look at directions over time. Yeah. And trends over time. Yeah. Um, so does that help? Does that answer your question? I'm really happy if like it didn't and you're like, no, that was a shit answer. <laughs> you know, then I can explore it further. But hopefully, hopefully that's helped. Yeah. Um, it's basically to get like process focused rather than so, so goal focused. Yeah. Of course, we want the goal. But essentially, after you tick those boxes, you can't make it come to you any quicker. Yeah. So just that, basically, you know, tick those boxes, get on with your life and then realize that, you know, over the weeks, you're going to be exactly where you need to be. It's that whole thing, isn't it? It's like, I don't really care where you are, you know, January 31st, where are we now going to be December 31st? Okay. Are you going to, you know, still be on the bus then sort of thing? Because, you know, most people, it's that cliche thing, isn't it? Most people overestimate what they can do in six weeks and drastically underestimate what they can do in a year. You know, there's no reason why you can't make 2022 the year where you smash your health, fitness, physique, confidence, all the rest of it. And it's like, it's your year to do so. Is that going to happen in the first three, four, five, six weeks? No, probably not. And again, nothing to do with you personally, but just think about like the habits which got you here. Yeah. They're like the takeaways or the beers or whatever it may be, or they're like on and off the wagon approach. Like that is, you know, it's not likely been a week or two. And then you sign up for the program. That's probably been going on quite a while. And so to kind of ask yourself, your psyche and your body to get that change within the first X amount of time is, is probably asking too much sort of thing. But again, in a year's time and in a bigger frame, you can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Hopefully that helps, man. Cool. All right. Um, boom, boom, boom. All right. We've got a training question. So uh, I think this was from Steve. Steve, how you doing, dude? Uh, my left arm shoulder is significantly weaker than my right. Should I do different weights on each arm or try and train up my left arm to match the right before increasing it in the future? Don't do different weights on different arms because you will just exacerbate the current um, situation in which you've got right now, whereas one limb is going to be stronger than the other. It's very normal, by the way, to have that situation happen where one hand, one limb is stronger than the other leg or whatever. Um, basically, don't use different weights because you'll, you'll exacerbate that issue. If it's a real obvious thing, like, and there's a massive discrepancy between the two, obviously we can now look at your training programming and essentially give you more isolateral stuff, single arm, single leg stuff to hopefully bring that up quicker, but it's not something that I, I don't think you should be too, too concerned with. All right, cool. Easy. It's okay. Fine. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, I said cheers. Thank you. Oh, all good. I'm glad it made sense. No worries. No worries. Good to have you here. Uh, wicked. All right, uh, this one, another exercise one. So with some exercises, I get to failure at rep eight or nine with the guide being 12 to 15. Is it okay to rest for a few seconds, let the lactic acid go and then whip out the last few reps or should I try and power through whilst the lactic acid is killing me? Okay, um, you basically wanna be adherent to the rep range we've given you, yeah? Be that six to eight, eight to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 15, 15 to 20, doesn't really matter. We want you generally failing within that rep range. So if you're consistently outside of that rep range, 
either you're thinking, right, it says 12 to 15 here, but I can smoke out 15, it's easy, but I'm just stopping because I'm stopping, that's too light. If it says 12 to 15 and you're tired at six, you've gone too heavy. So you want to be getting close to that rep range, at the very least for the first set. If the second and third sets drop off a little bit, okay, cool. But for the first set, you want to be more on the money about where we've given it. Yeah. If that means that, you know, in this, in this situation, you're sort of like stopping and starting again, that's okay. But I would lower the weight and I will get to 12 to 15 before increasing. If it's a body weight exercise, you're not going to have that luxury, obviously. And therefore just do what you're suggesting. Stop, go again. It's fine. Yeah. No dramas. Cool. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay. Next one. Question regarding calories. I'm averaging approximately 200 under my daily limit of 2000 and have done since we started. I remember you saying wait and give it some time, which is cool. My question is, if this were to be reduced by 200 calories, would my protein target change to compensate? Reason I ask is that I'm always just short or only just hitting my lower target. Um, target is 150 to 170 and this chap is averaging 140. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, cool. It does make sense. If we're now manipulating calories because we want faster fat loss or we're not where we need to be or whatever, we essentially leave protein where it is. So protein is governed based on, on body weight, body mass, or essentially lean body mass. So that doesn't really change. So all the changes we'll make to your calories should really come by carbohydrates and fat. Protein really never comes down in a deficit. You could even make a case for it going up, but now we're just complicating things. So generally keep protein where it is. If you want to reduce calories and we've confirmed that you can do that, please do so via carbohydrates and or fat. All right, easy. Okay, in terms of weights, I'm consistently at the upper reps for the weight I'm doing in the first two sets, but the third set is where uh, it's at in terms of struggle, burn, want to throw up, etc. Would I be ever increase in weights, but then the third set would be practically nothing in terms of reps or keeping where I am until the third set is more manageable at that weight level, the latter. Yeah, and again, how we now want you to progress is gonna be laid out for you. But if we've got three sets of 15, yeah, and you're getting first set 15, second set 15, the last set's 10 because you're feeling hard. We want you to wait until that last set gets to 15 before you bump that weight up. So we want to hit all three sets at the given load. That makes sense. So basically the second part of your question we now want to do. Don't up the weight because like you quite rightly said, by the time you get to number three, you're toast. So we want to build up those reps over time until the third set becomes manageable. Wicked. Okay, I tend to go for a run or do a cardio fitness class to clear my head when I've had a stressful day at work. Haven't been doing so, so far since joining Flight Deck, but would love to if it won't restrict my results. Cool, please listen to the first part of this podcast, okay? Or this, this, um, this check-in. You can do so if we're now keeping a tight eye on hunger, on performance, on rate of loss. If all those things are in check and you wanna do so, especially from like just a mental sort of clarity point of view, zero problems whatsoever. If you're doing it from a fat loss point of view and you're losing weight correctly now, that's not something I'd recommend. But based on the way this question is now asked, it seems like it's more of a, uh, yeah, just like a hobby, something you want to do to clear your head after work. That's absolutely fine. Um, like I say, just pay close attention to what that does to your hunger, to your recovery, to your performance um, and all the rest of it. All right. Wicked. Uh, Fiona, I think this is your question. Uh, you gave lots of good ideas for calorie-wise jacket potato toppings last week. I love good milky coffees with sugar. I've been using a zero-calorie creamer in place, but just wondering if you have any slightly tastier suggestions. I've never used creamer myself, but uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look great. I, I think with this, right, so obviously you've got your calories, you've got your goal. You kind of have to sort of like budget for what is really worth it to you. So 
you know, for instance, you know, you might have seen like fitness start making like high protein pancakes, like high protein pizzas, high protein muffins. Generally, they suck. Yeah. So for me, I'm not going to do that. I would rather have the real thing, budget it into my day or my week and be like, I'm taking the hit because I'd rather that than like chewing on cardboard. Yeah. So for you, you might be like, okay, I'm going to make the, the calorie swap for this like milky coffee, which I enjoy, but actually the enjoyment factor has now gone out the window and this sucks a little bit. I would rather take the hit, have what I actually want, the milky coffee with the sugar, fit it into my day, realize that I'm going to take the hit in terms of calories, but guess what? It was worth it because I really value that. And for me, that's cool. So, you know, even deep into a fat loss phase, very rarely will I get rid of like a full fat flat white just because yeah, it's got calories in. Yes. I could have a black coffee and sometimes I will, but for me, if it's worth it, I'm like, I'm going to take the hit on those calories because it's worth it to me personally. Other people might look at that and be like, it's not worth it, but you know, that's not me sort of thing. Well, that's not them. So I think there's going to be some things in your diet, which actually, if you can keep in, you're going to find this thing so much more enjoyable rather than for every little thing, trying to find a lower calorie alternative. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're thinking things like butter and oils with cooking for me, that doesn't necessarily enhance the flavor so much. So going from that to like a low calorie spray, that's an easy win. Yeah. But something as like enjoyable as you, you know, that coffee is probably something which you go to the coffee shop, you sit down, you might have five minutes to yourself and it's worth it. So for me to get rid of that and then to not enjoy it, it's not worth it sort of thing. So maybe not the advice you were hoping for, but um, hopefully it's, it's giving a little bit of a different spin on like, try this, try that, you know? Um, yeah. Just, just my two cents. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, Okay, I'm hitting my calorie intake, but still feeling hungry in the evening. Am I doing something wrong or is it just part of getting used to the program? And then we've got another, the last question, which is basically like just some hunger concerns from, from a few folks. Okay, cool. You're probably going to get get sick of me saying that, but you know, how to manage hunger. Again, that's that's all in the pipeline for you guys in terms of, you know, the strategies, which we can now do in terms of meal timing, food choices, um, pre and post sort of meal, what we can do to mitigate that. But essentially, if we take a little bit of a step back and realize what we're trying to do right now, yeah, you're trying to get leaner, you're trying to lose body fat, you're trying to lose body weight, you are asking your body to use its own body fat for fuel. Yeah, it's going to let you know about that. And that's going to turn up in hunger. Now, hunger is an annoying side effect of being in a deficit. Yeah, we don't want your hunger. So we want the hunger scale to be manageable. So at some points, like before a meal, if you experience that bit of like, hmm, do you know what, I could really eat now, I'm a little bit hungry. It's like, well, that's fine. That's good. That's almost part of the process. You know, find me someone who's lost a substantial amount of body weight and got leaner and who's never hungry. And you can't basically. Does that mean that we have to basically push to be hungry? Does that mean that we need to be so hungry that we want to eat off our own arm? No. Yeah, because then we're likely to encounter a binge or it's just going to be unbearable. So we never want hunger to be unbearable in any way, shape or form. And that's why we're going to give you tips on how to mitigate and manage it. However, you're going to have to understand there's going to be some points in the day when there's just going to be that a little bit of annoying hunger. And that's OK. That's just be like, Do you know what? This is what does this mean? This means my body's burning fat for fuel. This means getting leaner. And guess what? I'm going to eat in two hours. No one's going to die. No one's going to faint everything's fine. You know, us in the Western world, we really panic when we feel hunger because the availability of whatever we want in the click of a finger, you know, Deliveroo, snacks, this and that, it's like, no one's going to die. You're going to eat your meal in two hours time and be absolutely fine. So my biggest hunger hack is to reframe how you see hunger actually. Yeah. Um, hopefully that makes sense that the, the gentleman in question is a bit of an odd one because we're not necessarily looking to lose a bunch of body fat. 
we're looking to sort of like recomposition. So if we find that your weights come down too much, we might look to increase calories. Um, but essentially, I'll, I'll be taking a look at that with Victoria sort of thing. So hopefully that's just giving you a bit of a um, an insight into how to manage hunger. Cool, guys. Right. That was that was pretty much it from the questions. I'm just going to jump into the chat, see where it's at. If anyone wants to come on, I would love you to. Um, it's just just me and you, essentially. Cool. My man Swan, you say that you use the three measures of scale, feeling and visual to assess progress. But why would I feel better, visibly look better, but scale weights not change like now for me? Great question. Reason being is because essentially the scale measures so much more than just body fat, so much more. So for instance, when you get on the scale, you're measuring your relationship with gravity at that one time. That does not just mean body fat. That means, you know, the, the amount of food that is still in your gut that's undigested, the, the length of time that you ate dinner compared to when you stepped on the scale. Um, levels of water retention is massive, you know, and your kind of levels of carbohydrate and salt are going to sort of, you know, um, dictate that. So calories and fat loss, yeah, is quite linear. So when people are like, oh, fat loss isn't linear. No, it is. It is. We eat less, we lose, we lose body fat. That doesn't necessarily show up as quickly on the scales as you might like. Yeah. So visually, you're like, I'm looking better. I'm getting leaner. My genes are feeling better. I'm getting compliments. Why are the scales not where they need to be? Because essentially, like your body doesn't like to, to kind of change up or down. And so sometimes we've dropped that body fat. So your fat cells have literally been depleted, but it will temporarily fill up with water. So the weight is the same. And it's not until that water dissipates that your body basically goes like, okay, fine. And then we see it on the scale. That makes sense. So the body is always fighting to keep things constant, regardless of even if you're losing fat. So a calorie deficit always works. It just sometimes takes the scale quite a long time to catch up with that. Yeah. And so again, it, that's the whole thing. If you're just looking at the scale in terms of progress, you could do some really stupid shit right now to wake up five pounds lighter tomorrow, which has got nothing to do with the way you look. In fact, you could look worse. Yeah. But like we're not just trying to make this the needle on the scale move down irrespective of the composition of that we want to be losing fat not just weight hopefully that landed hopefully that helps um blah, blah, blah. when training if set one is within the rep range but set two or set three fails early should i drop weight to fail within the rep range for failure or is early failure okay good question bit of a cop-out answer it doesn't actually matter too much just basically pick one of those methods and stick with it for me personally, I aim to get the first set where I want it to be. And if it, if it drastically drops off, then the next time I do the workout, I might adjust weights a little bit. But essentially, if you do the first set, it's where it needs to be. And then you're finding drop off. That's fine. That's okay. That just probably says that you're going balls to the walls in the first set, which may or may not be good. It depends how much you're dropping off. Yeah. So if it's a 12 to 15 and first set's 15, and then it goes like six and four. I would say, no, you're nowhere near. You've gone too heavy. Yeah. If it's like 15 and then it's gone 11, nine, I'll be like, you're about right. Stick with it until you get stronger. Yeah. So it depends on, on how much is dropped off. If it's a ridiculous drop, you've probably gone too heavy and just beasted yourself in that first set. But it doesn't really matter as long as you pick one of those methods and basically stick with it. So you're consistent. All right. What's the view on supplements like creatine and turmeric? I think I spelt them right. Okay, cool. Good question, but I'm going to be honest. It's not one that's relevant to you just now. It's like, is creatine beneficial? Yeah. Can we now look at sort of like vitamin D, zinc, turmeric, curcumin, what have you? Yep, 100%. You want to be thinking about like a pyramid or a hierarchy of importance of what's going to get your wicked result. Yeah. The first thing is managing calories. 
that's it. If we cock that up, turmeric creating like pixie dust, it's not going to help. So that's like that's like what we need to be focusing on. Yeah, calories. Boring as hell, but it, but it's true. All right. So we've got energy balance. Then we can now look at the composition of your calories. So of secondary importance. That's why we give you a protein target. We don't just say like eat food, hit these calories, off you go. No, because macronutrients are important. Yeah. Then we can now look at okay, cool. What about the timing of those meals? We know it's not really that impactful for fat loss, but it, it can make some difference, especially if you're going from like a, a haphazard schedule to one which is a little bit more consistent, right? Then we can look at, okay, what foods are you actually eating? What foods make you feel good versus foods that make you feel like shit, you know? There's going to be a difference in the way you feel, act, operate from 2,000 calories worth of galaxy versus 2,000 calories worth of organic chicken breast. It's a stupid example because no one eats like that, but yeah blah, 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 blah. At the top of that pyramid, so of the very least importance, we can now talk about supplementation because essentially it's going to give you 0.5% return on your investment. Yeah. So if I start telling you in week four of the program, go and buy this, 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 this supplement, but we haven't got those big rocks in place, we're essentially missing the forest for the trees. So are they relevant? Are they important? Yes. Is anything which I tell you to go and buy going to help with your fat loss just now? No. Yeah. Simple as that. So we can definitely look at it. It's not something which needs to be chucked under the blanket, but there's too much to go through before we even get, get there. Yeah, we need to get nailed, dialed in on our consistency, on our planning. You know, sleep and stress management, as, as unsexy as that sounds, will have a far bigger ROI on your results than even talking about turmeric supplementation. Yeah, and I know it sounds like, you know, we just love to be like, yeah, but what can I just take to get this result? It's not quite like that, you know? So, you know, there's so many things on that pyramid that we've not even touched or not even talked about before we can now look at, okay, this supplementation, this or that sort of thing. But gun to my head, if someone's like, right, I'm going to get into supplements, what do I need to get? A whey protein powder, if, if tolerated well, because essentially it just helps you reach your protein target easier and you don't even need it. It's a, it's a food really. Um, you know, you can get all your protein with food. So you don't, it's not necessary. A fish oil, um, EPA and DHA. So two to three grams of EPA and DHA combined per day. But essentially, if we're now eating mackerel or oily fish multiple times per week, doesn't matter. You don't need that. You're getting it already. Definitely vitamin D3. I would say get your D3 in because we live in this country, essentially. Um, and then we can now look at like zinc, magnesium, creatine, turmeric. But again, it, it's really icing on the cake stuff, you know? um so yeah if you were to go out on the weekend and buy something whey protein vitamin d fish oil a decent fish oil that's it for now and then we can start to look at you know creating all the rest of it yeah so hopefully that helps cool 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 all right team anything else anything that i'm not covered anything that you would like to cover chuck in the chat box feel free to come on I think for me, and this was something which I was discussing with Victoria yesterday, it's a case of like just really now making this making this set and making this a part of, you know, what what you do sort of thing. So lean into us, lean into the support and the accountability. But, you know, the kind of like natural oomph of like New Year, New Me in January has sort of like gone now. And, you know, when you sort of realize that, oh, there's like there's no magic, no matter like what program you're on, what weight loss plan you're on, it's like, I still got to put in the work. And some people will fold at that and be like, oh, F this. 
or some people will lean into that challenge and be like no let's just actually stick with this let's do it let's go you know so uh, you know from where i'm standing as long as you kind of nail those world-class basics which you've already been talking about your your training your nutrition your sleep and your stress and also like i said to martin earlier just basically normalizing the fact that you're not always going to be up for it like that's okay that's normal just don't attach to it you know don't attach to it too much just be like all right today you know you have a bad day at the office you don't think like i'm going to quit my job you just like bad day at the office tomorrow's going to be all right and it probably is same sort of thing you know it's going to be sometimes you get in the gym and you'll be like i'd rather be at home having a beer or whatever and there's going to be sometimes when like your clothes start feeling better and you're like this is so good just just do the things you've got to do don't attach to it and you'll be where you need to be a lot quicker than if you're constantly scrutinizing how am i feeling how am i looking blah, 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 blah. yeah cool all right team hopefully that was helpful obviously live on the private podcast and all the rest of it um boom, boom, boom. i think that's pretty much it if you've not checked in please feel free to do so the link is live every single wednesday make sure you hit submit if you want so we can see your answers um anything you need in the week chuck it in the group i'm actually traveling to scotland over the weekend but Obviously, being online, that, that doesn't really matter. Um, but Victoria and myself will be making sure that you're exactly where you need to be over the weekend. We're going to be putting some resources in as well. First and foremost, if you haven't checked out Victoria's latest resource that she put in in terms of like the interactive meal planner, absolute game changer. If you've got your food all set up and everything's fine, don't use it. It's fine. I don't want to confuse you. But if you're struggling with food, if you're struggling with how to set up your day in terms of protein, carbs, fats, vegetables and what have you, absolute game changer. So check that out. And uh, like I say, we'll be putting in some, some kind of infographics and resources when it comes to alcohol, weekends, eating out and all the things in which generally people struggle with from like Thursday through to Sunday. All right. So keep your eye out on that. But cool, guys, that was a good sesh. I will love you and leave you. Uh, have a good rest of your week. And yeah, talk to you soon. Hope that was helpful. Bye. <laughs>